Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the HR Elevated podcast um, produced by Salt Lake Sherm. I'm really excited to be with you again today here. Uh, my name is Chad Gannon. I'm on the board of directors for the Salt Lake City uh, Human Resource Society of Human Resource Management, Sherm, as I get my words turned around here. Um, and I'm really excited to have Katie Christensen here with me today. Um, Katie hello. Christensen. Yeah. Hello, Katie. Katie Christensen's here um, today talking about uh, some time that she's going to be spending with us in late June, June 27th to be exact, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for one of our professional development meetings. And we wanted to talk with Katie a little bit about the content that she's going to be bringing to that session, how you can learn a little bit more about Katie, and then hopefully um, have you come in and see Katie in person uh, June 27th uh, from 10 to 1 um, for our PDM, our professional development meeting. So, um, Katie, how are you? I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about um, who you are, um, what you're bringing to the table, and maybe a little bit of your background so we can get into it. Awesome. Yeah. So, like you said, my name is Katie Christensen. Um, I work for the Utah State University Extension Office with a program called the Remote Online Initiative. And our goal and our mission is to improve and provide remote work opportunities um, to hopefully rural Utah. We'd love to we love to try to push some jobs out that way. But my job in particular is working with leaders in urban Utah to help them maybe do work remote work a little better than they were doing it before um, I meet them. So we have a, a four-week course that we offer that we teach everybody some principles of remote work that maybe they don't think about um, when they're running a remote team. And then we we certify everybody and, and then we try to keep in touch as best as we can so that we can remain assets to them um, as, they, as they go through. So my background actually was not originally in, in, in human resources. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in photography from Southern Utah University. And then I got my master's degree in arts administration because I um, really kind of gravitated toward that leadership side of things. And then after graduation, I worked for the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce as their office manager and event coordinator. Um, helped with the original Valley visioning that we did for for Utah Valley and preparing for all of the influx of people <laughs> that are going to move into uh, Utah County in the next six years. And then when COVID hit, like so many others, I lost my job and moved over to Utah State University and have been helping people with remote work ever since. So I've been with them for about two years. Um and as I say, my background is in remote work. I should be clear. Uh, I'm from rural Utah, like super rural Utah. I'm from Blanding originally. And uh, my parents actually hated working for other people. And so they started their own business and ran it out of our home. But my parents were working remotely. They didn't answer to someone else. We had the freedom and flexibility to do you know, what we needed to do as a family. They had the freedom and flexibility to parent the way that they wanted to. And it really made a huge difference uh, for my brother and sister and I. Um, I have two older sisters that left home uh, right about the time that they started the business. But it made a huge difference in the way that we view work and autonomy and flexibility as an employee. And so making this transition over to remote education 
was a natural flow for me. And it, it was something that I was really passionate about. And I'm really excited to, you know, present in June and, and continue to build relationships with the business community in Utah and Salt Lake counties. Well, that's great. That's very fascinating. I love hearing about the personal aspect of, of the why, right? And, and not just that, hey, this is my gig, but I live this to a certain degree, right? Yeah. It impacts me personally. And especially, you know, it, it's fascinating as we've gone through this, you know, dare I call traditional, um, going to the office into everyone being remote, back to like a really kind of sticky area, right? As we work into um, employers saying, back to the office. We work into employers adjusting to maybe a mostly remote environment in some cases. And we look at a lot of employers trying to balance this hybrid approach, right? Which right. becomes very, very challenging. So can you talk to us a little bit about that piece of it, right? How do you, how do you translate the, what you've done, what you've experienced, I should say personally into advising, coaching, and giving feedback um, to organizations and how they should approach this quite honestly, very dynamic environment right now. Yeah. I, I, and it's been a question that we've gotten a lot as, you know, for about the first year that I worked with the program, we didn't get that question a lot, but now that we're having so many businesses, you know, say, no, you have to come back or we want to do forced hybrid or, you know, what have you, we've had this question asked a lot. Um, I think so. One thing that you really need to do is evaluate your business. Because there are definitely some organizations that remote and hybrid work aren't going to work for. Um, we've seen that with the service industry. You know, we've had so much burnout in the service industry because there's no there's no turnover. There's been such a high turnover there, and there's no possibility for them to have flexibility and autonomy. Um, but I think that the big thing is to to take into consideration what your employees did during the pandemic. Did they continue to be productive? Did your numbers continue to stay where where they needed to be? And if they did, why on earth would you tell those employees that you didn't trust them enough to to have autonomy and flexibility? Because that's kind of what it comes across. Well, for me, it would come across as, well, I did this, you know, for, for two years while we were shut down and I did just fine. So why do I have to drive from Payson to Salt Lake? to to go back into the office when I could save so much gas money working from home. You know, so I think that one thing you really need to look at is is who's working remotely or hybrid and have their numbers stay consistent. And then if they have, you know, you need to ask them, are you ready to come back to the office? What would work for you? Because a lot of people during the pandemic have really found that they've been able to be more involved with their community and with their family. And that is important to them. I mean, family is a big deal in Utah. <laughs> and so giving people the option and the opportunity to say what works for you is important if you can. I'm not, And like I said, not every business is going to be able to do that. But if you can, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to keep the talent that you have and give them a little bit of flexibility. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I, I'm particularly interested in you know, as um, the the war on talent rages on, right, in, in multiple different ways, depending on your industry, your angle of retention is a strong one, right? Um, how, how can we provide optionality to employees and how can we use that potentially as a value proposition as we go out and try to grow or maybe, um, you know, maybe even backfill a key role 
So yeah. that, that strikes me very, very hard as an HR professional. And I think will really appeal to our membership and is something um, mm-hmm. knowing that you really do need to look at, and I think a very important proposition that you put out there is the trust piece, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the trust and authenticity is so core to, you know, our leadership characteristics and our core values in so many firms that are you really walking the walk and talking the talk to your employees that you expect to be so adherent to um, your policies, procedures, and quite honestly, mission and vision. So that's phenomenal. So in your mind, looking at a group of HR professionals that will assemble and and be in person and hopefully, uh, you know, fill the room, they generally do in late June to speak with you on June 27th. Um, what, what, what would you tell them to expect to get out of your presentation? Just kind of the 20,000 foot view of what they can expect to walk away with. So one thing that I love talking to people about, love talking to groups about is, um, the, the three remote work killers. Cause this is not something that a lot of people think about, but there are three specific, specific areas that we have identified that will crush remote work in your industry. Um, and those are burnout, micromanagement, and isolation. So we're going to talk a little bit about those things and how to, you know, watch for those things within your organization and within your staff. We're also going to talk about how to spot remote work blind spots um, and how to, you know, make sure that it's your remote work, uh, those that are working remotely or hybrid are getting the same experience as those that are working in the office. And that cultural divide can be really hard to bridge sometimes. So we're going to talk about some of those things as well. Um, so yeah, and and of course, we'll, we'll talk about some numbers. There's some interesting statistics coming out right now um, on remote work and, and what people want to do and what groups want to work remotely. Uh, so we'll cover some statistics as well, because I, I love the numbers part of it. <laughs> Oh, no, I think, uh, I think it's very, very important, right? To take a step back. And, you know, I talked about retention earlier. It's also important to, to look like you said at blind spots. Is there an opportunity somewhere? Right. Yeah, we, absolutely. you know, <laughs> we look at like, okay, how do we, how do we balance this? But is there maybe an opportunity to lean forward in some cases and differentiate yourself? Uh, yeah. So much about capturing talent in this environment that we're in is about differentiation and how you get out there and you, you stand out just a little bit. From the crowd, right? So to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So, and for like for our team, we really practice what we preach. So we're, you know, we've got people coming from all sorts of backgrounds that are are coming into this with with the eye on we we want to make remote work better in the state of Utah. So we've got quite a few tips and and tricks that we advise people to use. And like I said, we we do teach a course, so I will give a brief pitch for the course during that time as well. Oh, it's outstanding. No. Well, Katie, I, I really want to thank you today. Um, you know, it, it, these these always go so quickly, and and we're excited to welcome you um, to one of our PDMs, in June twenty seventh to be exact, from from ten a.m. to one p.m. You can learn more about our, our PDMs, our professional development meetings, uh, at our website slshrm.org. That's saltlakesherm.org. Uh, under our content section, you can take a look at upcoming PDMs and what we have scheduled. Uh, we, we have a wonderful session lined up for you on June 27th with Katie and other speakers. And we're really, really excited uh, to present some more of the content that Katie has, because we really do believe it's something that our membership can put into use on Monday, so to speak, right? Um, Katie, I, 
thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. It, it's really oh, important no. that, yeah, no, it's been great talking to you. I'm excited to hear more about it. Um, I'm excited to be in attendance in, in late June and um, best of uh, luck with the rest of the week as I know we're recording earlier in the week and, and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon, okay? Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>